What's up, guys? Agent 26 here of Agent26Beats.com. And welcome to episode five of the Turning Artists into Entrepreneurs podcast. I'm so glad you made it. I really appreciate you listening as always. Uh, before I get into today, today's episode, I just want to say thank you to everyone for showing just a crazy amount of love to episode four with Cody Ray, where we talked about his career, musical influences, and where he's heading um, professionally. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Great conversation, and I'm really glad everyone enjoyed it. I definitely want to be doing that again in the future. With that said, today's topic is uh, going to be on branding. So branding is the great separator, in my opinion, you know, for all things music. Uh, many people have amazing talent. I mean, hell, you can go on YouTube right now and look at people singing covers of songs, and their voices are sometimes on par with the person who sung the song originally. Uh, talent is uh, everywhere. But very few people have brand, and even fewer people have a message that can be communicated with that brand. And I, I don't necessarily want to get into the specifics of what you should do. I mean, there, there are quite a few listeners you know, here, and everyone's needs are different because we're all at different places professionally. And not to mention, not everybody does rap, or not everybody does pop, or and everyone's a DJ, and not everyone's a producer. So... Uh, everyone needs something a little bit different, and I do encourage you to use the information that you're getting from today's podcast and then take it and combine it with other research that you do for your specific niche. But with that said, I definitely um, have things that I think will be very valuable to everyone to learn for today's episode. So I am excited, and uh, let's get right into it. So the first thing um, that I want to talk to people about is uh, these uh, competition game shows. Uh, we've all seen them, um, from American Idol to The Voice to now The Four to America's Got Talent. Uh, we'll just use The Four since it's a more music-oriented show or American Idol. I'm sure if you've watched in the past, I don't know, 15 years, you, you, you've seen this interesting trend, and you probably didn't even catch what you were watching. You ever see somebody, you know, uh, get on and perform and they just, you know, they just walk up, you know, hi, my name is, you know, Billy Bob and I'm from Arizona and I'm going to sing a song. And he sings and you're not really that invested into him. And, you know, he's he's OK at best vocally. He's not like some, you know, genius on the mic. You're just like, oh, OK, well, that's good, Billy. And they vote for him and, you know, he kind of goes away in the distance. You don't really remember Billy, you know. Well, what happened was companies like ABC and NBC realized that to get their viewers more connected to, to their shows, to obviously watch more, you know, sell more commercials and get us to buy more things we don't need, they figured out that the best thing to do would be to get us to care about each person that, they, that came up to the show, right? And the way that they did that was they started doing what, we, what is commonly known as pre-interviews. So before you even find out if this MFR is talented, what they want you to basically do is listen to a seven to eight minute story about that person. It's what is the reason why you see less people now, but more show. So a classic example is if you are watching um, The Four and somebody's about to come out and perform for you, you have no clue who the hell they are, as you typically wouldn't. And before that, you find out that they grew up in the church and they played the they played piano um, in, in church, and they used to sing choir. And um, they had a dad that didn't really like secular music, and 
uh, a mom that was busy working uh, like four or five jobs in one day and it was all this hardship and she's super relatable, air quotes. Um, and you're like, oh man, I feel so much for her. She's just like me. I mean, she comes out and now her somewhat mediocre talent is now amazing talent because you now know her story. Shows have been doing this now for, for years because they understand the power of it. You know, um, one of, one of the, a more popular example you could say is 50 Cent. Before people really knew about his albums, people knew that he was shot nine times. It became his badge of street cred honor. We knew like, oh, 50, he's street. He's been shot. And apparently whoever shot him, they're really good. That, that was basically all we knew about him. And so when he had a big old bullet hole on um, his Get Rich or Die, Die Tryout, we were like, yo, man, I, I know you put him to the left and right of your body, but they really should have been right on top of you. Like every bullet he shot hit you. And that was kind of like the thing. That was, the, that was his theme. He was like, I'm a gangster, I'm hardcore, yada, yada. And apparently I don't know how to duck. Like that was, that was his whole thing, right? And I think people have to understand that the, these branding elements are so important to getting people to care about you. Uh, being talented is not how people care about you. They don't hear your story and then, or excuse me, they don't necessarily hear your hear your, your music and then think, wow, I'm going to really care about this person. They actually more so care about the story. Adele's a great example. A woman who's been scorned by breakup after breakup and wrote albums, you know, inspired by these breakups. And obviously every American in the developing world can relate to being broken up with or having to break up with someone. So we knew the pain and we could understand her pain and feel her music even more. And I think these things are so important um, now. They weren't as so much as important in like the 90s and the early 2000s, but that was basically when it was like, yo, you're dope. You know, we love you. And that, that was kind of all it took. You know, way back when you could see like Freestyle Friday on 106 and Park, dudes were coming up just because they were better than the other MCs. But now because we have so many options and no one really needs to find a new rapper, no one really needs to find a new producer, I think now people have to care and they have to understand that you're on a mission and here's where you came from to overcome these obstacles. So uh, I encourage everyone, if there's anyone specific thing I, I could say, is find out what your story is. What are you about? What is it that drives you? What is it that You've had to overcome to do this. Music's probably not something you can do full-time yet. Or if it is, what did you have to do to overcome that? Was it just being doper than everybody else? Did you have to, like, win battle after battle in life? Did you come from a home that wasn't necessarily uh, the best conditions? These are things people want to hear. And it, it's scary. It's ugly. You may not want to tell it. But even if your facade is, you know, I'm a king and I'm the greatest, whatever, whatever, like, well, okay, king, who would you have to slay to get to that point? You know, to get to that podium or that pedestal in your life, who would you have to overcome? And I think these are the stories that people want to hear before they even care about your music. Because then your music kind of becomes the soundtrack for your stories. And, you know, if you see NBC doing, you see these guys doing, you have to understand that these guys are conglomerates. They have huge corporations and agencies um, behind them. And... By the way, now that I've told you this, you won't be able to unsee it. Um, <laughs> that's the only side effect of knowing things about show business. You won't be able to unsee that mess. Like you, like you'll watch, uh, you'll watch The Voice tonight, 
and like right before the guy comes out to do a blind audition, they'll take you to his home in, in, in Wichita Falls. And it's just this like little house and the dad's like a mailman, the mom's a homemaker and a soccer mom. You're like, oh man, my heart strings. And then the, the next second she'll be like, man, I know y'all trying to get me to like this dude. That means NBC believes in him and wants him to make it to the finals. Like you'll feel like that immediately just because you know it to be true. And it is, it is designed to get you to care, right? So I, I just want to get you thinking about not necessarily if you shot that kind of video, right? But what could you make with your content to help communicate that story? The specifics of what you can do can be Googled. So let's say you've come up with that story and you, you, you've figured out, let's say maybe you were a person that was homeless, right? Um, there, there's a motivational speaker out there and almost in every freaking video he makes, he's like, homeless, eight out of trash cans. If you know what I'm talking about, that's hilarious. But he does it all the time. And the reason why he does it is because his story, he wants to embed it in your subconscious. Repetition deepens the impression. That's how it works. Now, I don't suggest you do this, but if you do, if you have a story and once you have it, you can come up with specifics on Instagram, on Snapchat, on Twitter, on your website, on your newsletter. You can come up with things that can help um, ingrain that message into people so they know, hey, man, uh, this rapper right here, he was uh, on, on, on the streets you know, selling crack like Jay-Z and blah, 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 blah. And then before you knew it, he music was his escape. And, you know, so you, you get the point. That's the kind of thing that you can start to um, tailor make. Now, the next thing I want to get into is look at your current pages. Uh, are, do you have similar color schemes, catchphrases? Um, does your work have an aesthetic? Is there a type for you out there? Because there needs to be. Um, color schemes are important, I think. Uh, people really underestimate, like, if I go to your Instagram page and there's a lot of slop there. Uh, I, I really don't like when I when I see it, if I'm, if I'm looking at an artist and I know he's dope or she's dope, but then like their page is like a bunch of photos and they really haven't put thought into it. It's like, you're not a model, you're a musician. I need, I need they still hear things, but it should look a certain way because colors do give off vibes, right? If you walk into a room and it's bright orange, you're going to feel some type of way about that orange versus if you walk into the room and it's a calm, cool green that's like, light, foresty, like it's going to make you feel more at ease and more calm and more slowed down and relaxed. A red room may make you feel more passionate and, and invigorated and motivated. Like, so these colors mean something. How do you want people to feel when they see you? And when you come up with those colors, stick to them. You know, it, it, there's, there's something very elegant about a, 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 about a page that, let's say it's a woman and, you know, she believes she's a queen, right? Well, like, the colors of old royalty were, were, were deep purples. So if, she, if her photo shoots have it or she always has, like, some kind of purple on her or whatever the case may be, like, that's a brilliant way of communicating that message. Uh, I had a conversation recently where I said, well, Gwen Stefani is one of my favorite artists. And it's because she had that old Hollywood vibe to her. If you remember back in the 30s and 40s, like, old Hollywood stars, obviously they were females. Um, they would wear, you know, bleach blonde hair, the blondest you could see, right? They would use makeup to make their skin really, really, really white. And they would use like really red lipstick. So there was all the, all these contrasts there to make them look really, really good. That's a big part of it. And I think um, that that's really powerful branding because you expect to see that from her every time you see her. 
uh, catchphrases you don't necessarily have to have, but if you have like ad libs that you use or you say certain things other people don't say, another great way to have people uh, recognize you, and it's also a great way to sell merch. And if your work has a certain aesthetic and if you have a type out there, it, this one again is more about your talent and what you're able to create, but there should be a type of sound. If you've made over a hundred songs, you know, or a hundred beats or whatever, like you should be at a point where people can kind of distinctly or distinguish, excuse me, your sound from the next guy or girls. Like, there, there definitely needs to be, uh, oh, he always does this kind of thing. Like, one of my favorite producers is Tay Keith, and he has that, like, yes, his tag does it, but I kind of know him from his hi-hats. Like, this guy just turns his hi-hats all the way up in every single beat. They're, like, way too loud. And that's how I know who it is. Right. So when I heard him, when I heard that Drake song, I forgot which one it was called. I think it was, um, you know, what? I'm not even going to get I'm not even going to try to guess. But when I heard that song, I knew it was him before I even heard the riser in his, in his voice tag. And I'm like, that's great branding. That's a type. You know, um, I've been blessed to, you know, to hear some great comments on my music, you know, recently. And people are like, yo, man, hey, like, I, this, this sounds like an agent type of beat. And I'm like, yo, that's really cool. It's one of my favorite compliments because. It doesn't necessarily mean my music is better or worse than anyone else's, but it means that it's specific. And I'll take specificity over I have the dopest drums ever any day of the week. It's all about distinguishing yourself from, from the next guy or the next girl. So I just want to say, start looking at the message you want to tell people. Understand that communication is nonverbal. It's what people need to feel when they come across your content. Obviously, if you're, you know, doing uh, an open mic somewhere, you're doing a show or you're doing an interview, you can obviously tell people what your background and what your message is. But if not, if I am on Instagram and I put and I search in the, the hashtag rap artist and you pop up, hopefully you pop up, what am I going to see? How am I going to experience your content? How will I discover who you are? And when I find out who you are, will I be able to uh, understand this is what you're about and your music is a soundtrack to that message. Start thinking in terms of this. Start thinking in terms of I'm, I'm writing a book and I need to make sure that all the characters are in line, the story makes sense, and that people can understand who I am. That's all I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if this podcast helped, let me know. Please subscribe and comment to it. Thank you guys who, who have subscri- subscribed on iTunes and Anchor and all these other great podcast sites. Thank you so much. And as always, if you want me to talk about a specific topic in the future, don't hesitate to follow me at Agent26Official. Send me a DM or email me at Agent26, the producer at gmail.com. Thanks again, guys. Peace.